welcome back. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. How You're are doing you? Great. Welcome back to Behind the Pixel. My name is Will. And my name is Catherine. And we are the co-founders of Open Pixel Studios. We're an animation studio out in Western Massachusetts. West and Mass. <laughs> no one says that. No there, one says there that. There was a whole marketing campaign. That's we'll true, talk about that at West some point. West Mass campaign. This is Behind the Pixel, an Open Pixel podcast where we try to bridge the knowledge gap between those who buy creative content and those who make it. So this podcast, we, we created this podcast because we wanted to teach people how to talk to and understand a little bit of the workflow, the pipeline, the the behind the scenes of how things are made in the creative industry, in the creative economy. So mainly focused on animation, but today we're talking to someone from the live action world yet again. I'm super excited for today's guest. Do you know do you know who it is? Are you trying to pull a smart list right now? <laughs> Where we, we don't know that today's guest, even though it's been booked for a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it has been. Alex Terrell has been writing, directing, producing. He is the owner of Terrell Productions out in Western Mass. He's done a lot of work for a lot of different kinds of clients. So I'm just going to name a few of them here to name drop on his behalf. 21st Century Fox, mm. Paramount Pictures, ESPN, Reebok, UMass. He's done Shark Week, That's which awesome. we will uh, learn a little bit about. LL <laughs> Bean, one of my favorite beans. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> do you like, how, how many beans do you like? Do you um, Kidney beans. Pinto, you like the Pintos? Pinto beans. Those are good, those Pintos. I was going to say chick beans, and then I realized it was yeah. chick beans. <laughs> chick beans? I don't think I don't those, are, those are a thing. Refried, though. Refried, <laughs> Refried yes. Anyway, his talent and reliability has gained him lots of respect from us, and also people in the area and in, in greater Boston. Yeah, he's um, just been an yeah. awesome person to collaborate with. And like, yeah. I think we really got the sense even during our conversation with him about just how much he cares about the projects that he works on, but also the people behind yeah. the project. It's and always a team effort. You know, yeah. we've been, we've been, I feel like that's a trend in yeah. the people who we work with, people who understand production, people who understand the pipeline and the workflow, people who, who have been in those shoes before mm -hmm. and can, um, providing the right atmosphere for those people to thrive in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to learn a lot with him together. Yeah. It was really, really awesome to talk to him. And why don't we jump in? Let's do it. Thank you, Alex, for being here. I'm very excited to have you on. We um, are very excited to have you on. Yeah, but but I'm more excited. I <laughs> oh, think I, I want to make this sure is a competition that I. Now. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm really excited that you're doing this, and competition is good and healthy. So <laughs> it is. You know, it, it never never hurts except when you go a little too far. Yeah, it's that's a friendly true. competition that's for true. sure. <laughs> so a lot of our audience may not know who you are. So let's just start with tell us tell us a little bit about. Terrell Productions. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Terrell? Yes. How long have you been at it? Because you've been at it for a while. And what kind of work do you mainly do? Yeah. So I started literally while I was still in college, renting my college cameras and making a profit. And that's mm. the way to do it, kids. So <laughs> uh, no. So I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm a director of photography and executive producer at Terrell Productions. It's really just me and I hire out contractors to work with me and crews and awesome people like Open Pixel to help me animate stuff, but it's a lot of shooting, a lot of editing, a lot of drone work, 
and it's I run the full gamut. There are some things that I try to avoid when it comes to video, but for the most part, I will humor you and listen to what your project is, and I would be happy to uh, give you a quote and figure out how we can solve your problems. Nice, nice. That's now with really the with the drones, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you you did drone work. What oh is yeah, that like I, I'm that was- I'm just a little curious about that. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, have you ever driven a remote control car? Yeah. A long when I was five. <laughs> like five that was, like, that was the reason why I started. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. yeah and, and it's very much like driving a little RC car, but it's just flying mm-hmm. around in the air and sky's the limit. <laughs> see how I did that. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Uh, so the reason we put together this podcast in general is because we want to inform people who buy creative content, buy live action production or animation or anything really to get a sense of what it's like behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is it that makes our lives maybe more difficult and like, you know, be aware of that maybe makes our lives easier and be aware of that and just like expand the knowledge gap there a little bit. Cause we started doing this, you know, a long time ago and being able to just produce something because we know how it works comes naturally to us. But when people who are trying to hire us have no idea usually. And so when they get to us, they feel like, oh, there might be like a hesitation there. Can I do this? Can I not do this? That kind of thing. There's a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the most common challenges do you think that you face that that are solved through video? How do your clients come to you and say, okay, what, what, what do they need usually? In the live action sense, yeah. like, why are people using video? So it's kind of like a 50-50 split, I want to say, where mm-hmm. some people are, they know exactly what they want and they know exactly how they're going to do it and they know that I have the capabilities of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so they come to me and I give them a quote and we sit down and we talk about the stuff and we have like a couple meetings beforehand for pre-production to just like work things out. And then there's like the other side of the gamut where I have people come to me and say, hey, we need video. And I'm like, cool, what's your name? What's your product? <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what, yes, what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> um, and as creatives, I mean, you guys know it's probably similar for you too, but yeah, I have some people just say we need to integrate video content into our our lifestyle and our business and our company. And that's internal videos, that's web videos, that's promotions, that's like social media. It's like all sorts of uh, that run the gamut. So that is kind of a challenge is when people approach me and they don't know exactly what they want. They want to quote like right away. And it's kind of hard to get an idea of exactly what they want and then quote them for it. I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I have to like really have a sit down conversation with them and ask them a whole slew of questions that I have pre-programmed in my brain at this point and can say like, okay, this is what you need for equipment, for crew, for pre-production, for production and post-production. This is how long it's going to take. And this is what the final video is going to be. And this is why you need it. And it's going to solve this problem that you have. And so everybody's got a problem, right? And they need it solved through video when they come to me. It's just establishing what that problem is and how we're going to solve it. And that's really why people come to me. I can use an example of this company, QML. I shot videos for them. They're a precious metals refining facility. And nobody really knows what goes on in those places and how (laughs) much money is really going through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so they wanted to communicate what the process is and why their facility is better than other 
precious metals refining facilities. Mm. And so I made a series of six videos for them about each step of the process. And that was super fun because it's like a day in the life. You like go in there and shoot it and get to really be in their world. But that's one problem that people have is how do we communicate what we do to people who don't normally do the things that we do in a way that's clear, cohesive, and like quick because the people's attention span is like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds True. like you're like you're a much better version of um what is it? That show Undercover Boss where like <laughs> <laughs> right where you live you kind of go into the life of their experience and right. and nobody knows what, you know, who the boss is mm. and stuff, but you're really doing a lot of important work because you get to shed light on something that otherwise wouldn't have been known. So right. that's actually really cool. You mentioned that you're running the business on your own and I want to know a little bit about what that's like being a a solopreneur, so to speak, and how you sort of coordinate working with lots of different either vendors or other people being on your own. How do do you build those relationships? How do you how do you do it? It's funny you mentioned that because the past like two years or so, I've been really debating like, how do I expand further from here? Like, up until about two years ago, I'm like, all right, this is where I want to get to. This is what would make me happy. This is like making X amount of income and having this kind of equipment and setup. And so I feel like I'm, I've gotten there and now I'm like, okay, do I hire people full time or part time? And how do you expand and incorporate and all that jazz? So I've remained solo, sole proprietor doing business as Terrell Productions right now mm-hmm. and managing contractors who I work with on a regular basis. And that's what's really hard about this is that I love the people that I work with and it's it's pretty regular and it's it's on a per job basis and so that's my biggest concern is hiring somebody and then not having the work you know that's everybody's concern so every time i have a gig i can say hey i need this camera guy i need a makeup artist i need a drone operator i need a producer to help me organize and manage them and create schedules and contact clients and people that were shooting and locations and there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it i like doing a lot of that but my favorite part is shooting it myself so i like to just be part of the creative process in the beginning have somebody kind of facilitate it a bit more communicate with like all the assets that we need to bring together and then I'll show up on set knowing everybody, having been part of these conversations, and I'll shoot it and it'll make it look beautiful. And then I can pass it to an editor right. and then yeah. d- and then describe like what it is I had in mind for all the shots that I was doing. So, Interesting. But that yeah. being said, that's like in an ideal world. Sometimes I do all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, that yeah. is uh, very dependent on the nature of the situation, yes. the speed of the project. We're totally with you there. I mean, because yeah. we're, yeah, we're, we're also, I mean, we're a, as, as they say, a micro business, uh, mm, being yeah. two or less people. So that's yeah. trendy. Um, oh, it was so trendy. <laughs> it's hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've had, I mean, similar conversations just saying like, even when we bring on interns, like even for the summer, like we have now, we raise that question all the time being like, okay, if we have projects that aren't related to their skill set, how do we make sure that we're still giving them a challenge or like being able to still work on projects throughout the time together? And how do you navigate making sure you can also play to people's strengths, even if there's maybe a lack of work or there's just a different type of work that's happening? So it's a it's a constant question. I think like the bigger you grow, you're still dealing with capacity challenges. You're still dealing with how do we, you know, do we go full time? Do we not like there's, 
it, it's always there. So I think I feel like we're just in it for the ride, so to speak. Yeah, I think someone <laughs> I, I don't know where I heard this, but um, you know, they were describing anxiety of like it's 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 constantly being in the present and not knowing what's coming ahead because oh, you yeah. just you can never know. Mm-hmm. And I and I mm-hmm. and I you know kind of relate that to owning a business in a lot of ways. It's like you just never really know because you're you're in the here and now. Mm-hmm. But the way I think about it is like how much time do we have in dollars to be able to plan to get new work? Right. Right. So if I've uh, bought out. You know, if I've bought out with the amount of money that I have six months in advance, then I have six months to go figure out what my next gig's going to be. And I don't really have to worry about it until then. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah, that's how absolutely. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot but, of sense. Very that's a good way of thinking cool. of it. I, I need a new video camera and it's like mm. 10 grand to buy a new video mm. camera. And mm. it's stressing me out right now because, you know, time is money, <laughs> yeah. like you said. Right. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. like I, for 10 grand, like I could wait this out for like, you know, three months and feel pretty right. good. Like right. if I didn't get any work and right. now it's like, or do I drop this and then go back to stressing out and having anxiety? Like, <laughs> right. is there any way to bring that cost down? Like, can you trade in your old cameras for new cameras? Like, is that a uh, There is, but like the, what you get for it really just mm. doesn't. It's like an old car, like a yeah, new, yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, I'll give you $500 for the car. Like, exactly. This yeah. is like a $5,000 yeah. My vehicle. car that I've had for literally 12 years that has 220,000 miles. Not going to wow. get a great nice. race. $200. We'll give yeah. you $200. It's made two cross-country road trips. It's, it's, yeah. had, a, it's had a journey. Yeah, that's a big one. But um, yeah, so that's that's really interesting, though. I think there's, there's a lot to be said about just navigating mm. those. I mean, the, the budget aspect of things, really, yeah. because we're... Mm we're constantly trying to figure out where the next source of revenue is coming from, how we equate that to when we transition into certain things. There's a big conversation in the animation industry right now about like which tools are going to continue, like be the industry standard five, 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. And what is it now? AI changing a bunch. Uh, so, so right now there's still the defaults of like Autodesk Maya and Adobe, Adobe, the Adobe, Adobe creative suite. Unreal is, like, is, is taking a lot of people's lunches. In. Yeah. Yeah. No, really. Bullies. They are because, <laughs> because they're, they're trying to expand their, their, footprint along multiple types of animation so it's not just you know animation standardized character animation that kind of thing it's going into motion graphics and well and the fact that they're free yeah and it's free it's entirely free yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, it's a big avenue and so a lot of free tools like blender and they're they're really like starting yeah they make money from games so they have their their revenue stream is from games but the actual program the software is now going to be used for you know other types of composites yeah so it's really interesting to see so it's like i'm sure you you like see this all the time in the industry of like seeing what's coming next and being like okay well how do i make the next step towards this how do we plan for it how do we budget for it there's there's always things to consider so speaking of planning Mm -hmm. for stuff yes um i want to get back to our to our you know i was thinking about our listeners they're secret listeners we don't know who they are (laughs) (laughs) they're secret we, we see you, though. Yeah, we, we see, see you. <laughs> we see you, listener. Here's my next question. What should future potential clients of yours or or of anyone really looking for live action, what should they know about live action video production from your experience? You know, what's the one thing that they usually like miss or get wrong or forget about? A lot of people don't understand exactly what goes into making like live production. 
they think they do. They think you can, a lot of people are like, Hey, my phone captures like crazy quality now. So why can't we just capture it on my phone? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I have to basically say, all right, if you want to do it on your phone, you should go with this intern that I have, uh, or whatever. <laughs> but right. people don't know like the cost, the time, the crew and the equipment were what okay. I broke it down to is like, what do we need for this set specific project? And sometimes it's less than what they thought. And I say, no, you can totally like get away with having two cameras instead of three cameras for this podcast that you're doing, save some money there and put that money, reallocate it to something else like your publicity. Um, what are the categories? Can you just elaborate on those categories again? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, let's start with cost. So I always have to have this back. I like I have a conversation with what their project is, talk to them more about it. And then at the very end, I'm pretty much like, okay, how much do you want to spend on this? Because mm. we can do this for like 2000 bucks, or we can do this for like 10,000. And there's like a lot of middle room there. It's basically like if you have the budget, then we should do it that way because it's going to be a higher production. It's going to be better quality and all that stuff. So, and it's, it's catered to each individual project that's something that I can help people just like lock down. All right, this is your budget. Let's stay within this. This is what we're going to do. This is where it's going to be. This is what we're going to use, etc. And then we get creative sometimes too. And vice versa for people who have higher budgets. They say, actually, we wanted to spend 15000 on this. And I say, okay, cool. Let's bring in like the extra drone team and they can mm-hmm. get some killer like footage of these cars whizzing around a curve like let's yeah. let's make this awesome Get the like, action shots in <laughs> yeah <laughs> does most of the um, does most of the stuff that you're talking about in terms of costs like yeah. concrete costs what are the, what are the things that you usually pay for out of your like out of the budget to expand on production quality yeah really it's hiring more crew it's okay. that's the majority of it is hiring mm. more crew members with their equipment and their specific skill sets. And Got the it. more that you can allocate to different people who are experts in their field, the better quality this is going to be. Like, right. like I said before, I can do this stuff by myself at a lower rate. But if we bring in some audio guy, your audio is going to sound amazing. And if you have like seven other people speaking, like then I don't have to worry about that. And I can just make it look pretty, mm-hmm. you know, like that for that's just an example. And granted, like some people need to shrink down, like for live events mm-hmm. production where, where it's this elaborate, like I shoot half a million dollar parties. These people mm-hmm. have like coordinators and it's a half million dollar party with like 300 guests and you're privately wow. invited to like a super crazy mansion in like <laughs> Vermont that's totally remote. And that sounds fun. Um, I, that sounds like it a is super fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do a Halloween party every year and it's just oh, like okay. it's killer. That sounds cool. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, and that's just me. Co- so, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Quick, quick side note there. Uh, I also once went to a Halloween party at the house where uh, Mrs. Doubtfire was shot in ah, in San Francisco. Nice. So I felt pretty cool Sweet. about that. <laughs> it's my one, like, quote unquote, claim to fame. All right. All right. Bucket Relax. list. Please continue. <laughs> exactly. Doubtfire Very house. Specific. Got it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But you were saying, so it's just you in this one room in a big mansion mm. and like you're shooting around stuff? Or is that like, is that. It's me documenting the entire thing. And Got they it. hire okay. me to be like, a fly on the wall, not intrusive to the guests. It's a minimal package, like camera package. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then I produce it and shoot it and edit it. And nice. that's what they want, you know? Right. So sometimes you do downsize, but I like to spread it a bit more just because like you were saying before, people have their own like things, one that things that they love to do. And then two things that they're really good at doing. Um, and right, hopefully right, yeah. they're the same thing, but right. <laughs> uh, exactly. Agreed. Yeah. in Will's case, he's super handsome, but he just <laughs> can't, he, he can't get the microphone close enough to his face. No, That's I'm, true. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. What a callback. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we're going to edit that. We're going to edit that out. We're going to edit that out. We're going to edit that that's amazing (laughs) um so yeah so some other points you were saying was time so time is um pre-production production production, and post-production that's you break it down into those three categories and depending on like how many videos you need to do so like a series of 12 videos is obviously going to take longer than one video that's 30 seconds long um so something that you need to consider and timeframes and when people have these due and when they need to release them like if you have a christmas thing coming up and you're trying to shoot it in november that's like Mm. a quick timeline uh that's pretty much that's really hard but yes anyway so that's just one thing and then the cruise (laughs) we talked about the cruise like i like ideally so so hold up sorry 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 to cut you off sorry i'm just but ideally (laughs) no that's fine ideally if if we were going to go backwards What's an ideal timeline for something that's like for Christmas? Mm. Is it, it would be, would it be now? Like September, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, do you, for like one two minute video or like yeah, what are let's, we talking? Let's go, all right, so two. So <laughs> we're talking. True. Let's talk. That's, that's a good yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's a two person shoot. Okay. It's um. It's three cameras. Uh-huh. It's um. It's Get in a, a studio. Party. It's in a studio. It's in a studio. Mm-hmm. Studio is good. Um, and we need to replace the entire background. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as hard as you think. Uh, <laughs> it's not as hard. No, I know it's not as so, hard. So, <laughs> I mean, for the, for the sheer fact that it would be in studio, I could, right. I could confidently say that we can get pretty much whatever you need done in one day. Wow. Because we have complete control of all the right. elements. Like, we're not going outside right. and shooting and, and trying to fight sun and, or oh. trying to fight rain or weather. We have perfect audio. We have perfect lighting. We can bring in whoever we want, whatever crew to set up. We can do things fast. We can replace backgrounds, like you said. Two cameras gives us the option to cut to different angles. So editing's even easier in that point. So like that would be more of a like one month kind of thing. I could get something okay. like that done. Like on average, about a month is enough time for the projects that I do that are like two minute videos. Yeah, so it seems like location's a big factor in terms of determining cost because if you're in studio, then that that you, like I can feel the switch in your brain going. Oh, here's a bunch of other things that are are sort of standard within a studio yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. And then if you go like outside, then you're like, okay, I'm sure you These have a bunch of other things that come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. in a way, it's kind like of AC. like AC. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. We we think about that. I think on the lens of like when we're thinking about style. Right. Oh, it's yeah, like definitely. when depending on the style, it like branches off to create a different subset yeah. of cost because the amount of steps required is just going to be different. Yeah. So do we have characters? Parameters. Do we not have characters? Yeah. Is it motion graphics <laughs> or is it not? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's really interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I feel yeah. and I feel like you guys ask me the same questions every time I oh, <laughs> ask yeah. you for work. And I should just like have the answers by now. But no, you always I think, have I think to it's ask more me. Honest. 
<laughs> it's more on us not to like we should have a standardized thing that's it's, just well like, it's like a due diligence you know. thing too yeah. to just make yes. sure we're like always like on top of the same questions yeah. so that like there's yeah. like the clarifications there right yeah. at the front for sure i okay. i wrote up a I wrote up a document that has all my questions that i asked people and i was like oh great this now i can just automate this people can fill it out themselves and they can come to me and know exactly what they want it doesn't work it just it totally did not work that. at all. Yeah. When we started the company, I think we had like a creative yep. brief on our website yep. and we were like, okay, answer these like No one wants questions. to fill it out. Nobody did it. No one wants to fill it out. They either like, want to tell you. Yeah, we, we yeah. saw it. I'm like, why didn't yeah. you fill it out? I mean, because uh, we had a phone call. It takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a lot of exactly. typing. It's, it's a lot yeah, of yeah. typing. Wants to type yeah, I don't want to type that much. Yeah. I my, barely text. You know? My fingers hurt when I type. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, that's fair. So we, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, kind of we're, we're getting into that, that question related to cost again. But, yeah. you know, how do you how do you budget live action? Yeah. Really? Like, is it is it just taking into account the, the specific questions that you have or is, is there more that goes into it? The quickest answer that I could say is experience. You just mm -hmm. it around like five years of doing this and working for other people, other professional like executive producers and being a production assistant and a production coordinator and manager and just like working below these people who have it all figured out and bid constantly and work for agencies and like have their, their experience learning from that really helped me get a better understanding of like, okay, this is how you do it. And I was asking that for years is, how do you bid properly and and budget properly for a project? And I couldn't get a straight answer from like anyone. It was just like <laughs> like just just figure it out. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you'll be fine. And, yeah, go on. You'll yeah. <laughs> so it's it's experience. It's a lot of trial and error. Um, and I've been doing it a long time now. So I feel confident that like yeah, if if I can ask you these questions, I can get a better understanding of what you need and what you want, which are two different things. And then quote accordingly for it so that everybody's happy you know it's really just about keeping everybody happy clients happy yeah. because they don't have to spend too much crews happy because they're getting paid enough and then on the back end your viewers are happy because the content is nice yeah right. and you, you touched a little bit about this in sort of your past experience that i think is important to kind of mention that when we work in the industry especially in like slightly different roles you get to touch a little bit of how each part of the workflow or the pipeline works. And so when you get into starting your own business, it's it informs so much of the work easier, that you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, I, I commend you for like having some of that experience and being able to see the way that other people did it. Because I think it helps not only inform like strategies for your own company, but then it it also allows you to to look at it and be like, do I want to do it this way? Do I want right. to change it up in some way? Do I need to like change it, you know, you, you, figure out a budget yeah. that works for me? You, get to see, you also get to see the yeah. holes. There's there's two points here. And I, yeah. you know, call back a little bit to Cave 76 Productions. If you haven't heard that episode, it's another live action production studio that we work with. They're they're great people. But they touched on, you know, they come from that background and therefore the way they treat their employees, the way they treat their contractors is going to be entirely different than if it was someone who just came up with it you know, from scratch. I, right. I want to make videos or whatever, and mm -hmm. I don't have any background. Quick question. 100%. For when you, yeah. Mm. When you brought up the idea originally of like somebody coming and just saying, I want a video. Mm. I've noticed in the past that we have definitely had that and found like 
one email into it that it's totally spam. Have you had this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I have had that happen and I followed up with them and we had like this whole interaction and it no, was, no. A to- all of it was fake. Oh, and luckily, yeah. like my, my wife sometimes works next to me in this, in the, in the space next to me. And so every once in a while I'm like, Hey, this guy wants this, but it seems fishy. And she's like, if you say it's fishy, it's definitely fishy. <laughs> like, Listen all, to the wife, yes. Yeah. And I'm always like, but it could be real. This could be a ten thousand like a hundred thousand dollar job. Right. And she's like, No. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but it's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. in such a, a strange place where like a lot of the interactions that I'm I'm sure you've dealt with as well. Like we We've had projects that we've worked on where the only interaction we've worked on with the client has been through email yeah. the entire time. Yeah, that's crazy. And so like, yeah, and like and it's worked out fine and we've had recurring clients that way and everything and like I still to this day have never seen their face. <laughs> so yeah. aside from like, you know, their their profile pictures. So it's such an interesting space for us to be in that we have to also navigate somebody's trying to yeah. to scam us for yeah. a piece of animation or a piece of video production. It it's, sounds like the, the the spam filter in your mind has to be on consistently. It does. Yeah. yeah. Constantly like checking and like like figuring out, do I trust this? Do I not trust this? Right. Yeah. I, think well, I think it's going to skyrocket. But I think that's why it, it, it touches a little bit on the importance, which I think it sounds like you do as well, Alex, of like, you know, making sure you hop on a call with them to be oh, like, yeah. let's talk about the project yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to just like, let's Every figure project. this all out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's really cool that you do yeah. that. Cool. Um, it's um, funny you say that about not knowing who you're working for because I edited for like a few years full time pretty much. And it's really weird to edit video of somebody and feel like you're, you get to know them and entirely mm-hmm. and you know what they yeah. look like and you know who they are. And then every once in a while I would run into them and be like, oh my God. And, and like, not know what to do. And be like, oh, it's you. And it's like, <laughs> and, and it's like, I know everything about you. And it's almost right, like a, right. running into a celebrity. But it yeah, was so funny because yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. And they're just like, uh, it's just such an awkward interaction. <laughs> but uh, No, it's, that's so interesting because I, I get that as, as an animator for sure. Like if right. I'm animating yeah. either somebody that's recognizable or just somebody that I've like a CEO of a company, let's say, it's not only that like I know the person a little bit more, it's also that I understand how they move. Like I'm like, right. oh, that thing you do with your fingers is crazy. <laughs> right. like, <Yes. laughs> and they're like, oh, like, right. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> a lot of times when I, when I edit this podcast, I feel like I know our clients a little bit more because mm. I get to see like- Right, you get oh, to cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. yeah. I totally know what you're, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then you ask That's those awesome. awkward questions. It's like, hey, how's Fluffy doing? I know he's right, right, Fluffy right. was sick. Yep. Yep. They're like, oh, no, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah, what do they call that? Like a, a parasocial relationship almost. That's what it uh, is, yeah. Through the editing room. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're you're in there, you're listening to them. Like you can listen to a podcast for a long, long, long time. Yeah, and feel, feel like, like you, you know, know them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you meet them in real life and you're like, no, that's that's not who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that's, a, you know, that's not. Yeah. 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 You that's also ever listen to a podcast and like you meet the podcast person in person and they sound completely different from their radio yeah. voice. Mm. Yeah. That's a weird too. <laughs> I put a I little like more it. bass. <laughs> I put a little more bass in my editing. You do. Because, yeah. because yeah. I, I need to like scream at the mic and, so, and <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. You're just so Neither relaxed. Neither here nor there. 
Always yeah, so yeah. relaxed. <laughs> That's nice. Look at all these nice compliments. <laughs> so I wanted to ask a little bit about yeah. the animation lens yeah. because I know that like mm-hmm. sometimes the projects that we get to where we get to work and we get to collaborate is when you come to us with animation needs for either graphics yep. packages or animation overlays or things of that nature. And we love being able to collaborate on that front. So I'm curious, I have, I guess, two questions. The first is like, at what point in the production does a client come on and say, hey, we need animation or do they say it at all? And do you say, oh, this would be an opportunity to use animation in this way? Like, where does that, where does that happen within your conversations? Yeah. So I thought a long time about this and came to the conclusion. It's basically whenever I say so. Ah, elaborate yeah it's just like if you going back to i hate to go back to this cost thing but like if you have the extra money to spend like twenty five hundred dollars on some extra editing to make this thing really pop and flare and integrate all this great animation that you guys do into my videos it just like enhances them so much more and yeah depending on what we're doing what was the last project we the last big one was tjo TJO uh, Animals, uh, and that was a great project um, helping animals find homes, which was great. And we had a lot of statistics up on that. And so we were trying to figure out how we were going to effectively communicate just how many animals got adopted just this year and how many animals are kicked to the curb and how many animals like need help. And we can give that to our viewer in a matter of seconds with your exciting animation over mm-hmm. something that looks good, like a little cat, you know, a little kitten. Uh, so how can you not watch that? Like, oh, yeah. So, Kittens and motion graphics? Hold yeah. on. Oh, now we're you talking. S- yeah, now we're talking big bucks. Yeah, I, I push Which, that on all of my projects, actually. I mean, what you need here is More another kittens. cat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what the project's been lacking this whole no. time. Um, so, I, I concur. Yeah. It's really when you have, when it, it's hard spaces to create live content in hard projects to create live content for. And I'm trying to think of some examples. It, it doesn't happen too often for me specifically because people hire me as a shooter most of the time. Right. right. But yeah, it, it's super helpful when we are just in a creative rut and we can talk to you guys and say, all right, we're stuck here. How do we do this? And then you guys give us like, four options and examples always examples are always good by the way mm-hmm. like i always ask for if people want a video i'm like shoot me an example of something that you liked and we yeah. can just like kind of consider that in our production uh, and why you liked it you don't even have to tell me why you liked it i can be like okay this is why they liked it right um, this is what i see yeah. that's yes. happening here yeah 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 we and do that. so we do that too. Yeah, and I, I noticed that, and that's why I feel like we work well together. So I was also yeah. going to ask you to, to kind of jump into that as well. Like, at what point do you feel like animation is best introduced to a client? Are you telling them, like, right at the beginning that, like, oh, hey, you have the budget to be able to, like, utilize animation here, and then you contact your vendors or collaborators, whoever it may be? Or do you find it's, like, sometimes in productions there are things that get tacked on towards the end, depending on the nature of the production? So I'm kind of curious how that works, and then, like, maybe we can get a little bit more technical about, you know, how that production side works. Yeah, sometimes... You know, we come in at the edit, usually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes it's at the very beginning... 
there is discussion about it and it's whether we're going to go through with it or not. And Mm -hmm. most of the time we talk about it and then shoot and then edit and say, you know, this isn't really just isn't getting it driving this home and we need to bring in what we talked about. Yeah, do we um, still need it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. There's like a switch yeah. that like, yeah. you know, there's like a little lever that it's gets the red pulled button. up in the, the red animate button. We need animation. We need animation. The alarm sound, you know. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It's a whole yeah. thing. No, but that makes sense because you're going, you know, it's very similar in animation when you go through like a script and a storyboard yeah. up mm-hmm. until like an animatic, you'll be thinking about like, do we need these pieces, parts? Do we need this character here? Do we take mm-hmm. this out? Like, we're still thinking about that up until then. So yeah, in live action, true. it totally makes sense that you go all the way up to edit and then say, where do we need this here? Right, yeah. where yeah. can it be enhanced for sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we, we always have ideas and it's like mm-hmm. nice to have ideas and it's nice to have you guys in our back pocket and say, oh yeah, pff, I, I can have these guys do that. No problem. Mm-hmm. And like not have to worry about trying to create something myself or having like a buddy of mine do it on a cheaper, you know, I, I'm not messing with that anymore. Maybe in college, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, maybe but that, no. that comes from experience, right? Like having, having yeah. those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right. we've, we've exactly. been there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And, and I thought of an example. So like oh, when yeah. I was trying to create in that QML project, we were trying to document the inside of an oven that heats up enough to melt pretty much any substance that you can think of into molten lava and like oh my goodness and so i don't you, know if i'd want a, an oven like that in my home it's like this huge so, you can walk into this thing it's like it was wow. humongous and yeah. so it's like how do we get one close enough so i can be on like on a long lens and shoot from mm-hmm. further away but it's it's like really hot and it's very limited to like what you can show and so right, right, we right. talked about animating the inside right. of this oven and we had to learn about what's happening inside the oven and how yeah. how this happens and how it ventilates and why why it makes why it's better than other ones and like mm. and so uh, that's just one example of like when animation definitely comes into yeah. it's good to have in your back pocket yeah that makes perfect sense yeah. yeah and you've seen that multiple places like where we break down go through x-ray you know that kind yes. of thing on products that right, is, right. is yeah that's where motion graphics really yeah. shines with, I mean, with live action vice versa i think there's times where you know we'll take a look at a script and we'll see what what they're trying to do yeah. in animation and we'll say you know honestly this this part here might be best served through through live action live action yeah, yeah actually we we just did a project recently where the, you know the script called for it's our people that set us apart i think was like the line right. in the script mm-hmm. and we we're like we can't animate people. Like it's not like if 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 you're trying to connect to your audience and say, yes, like, it's our people. Mm-hmm. Like these are the people we need to show those people. Yeah. So yeah. we had them like record something and send mm-hmm. it to us because we, we it just sometimes animation is great for characters, but it's, that's when you're telling like a very specific story. Right. But when you're talking about a crew that actually exists in real life, these are the people you're going to be working with, you might as well shoot those people. Right. If you're going to see yeah. those yeah, people that absolutely. you're actually working right. with, it, it's always better to, to just show exactly. the person. So, exactly. yeah. Good call. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks. We try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what that's what it sounds like you're constantly doing in a way. Yeah. You're like making certain judgment calls, yeah. uh, sometimes on the fly, sometimes you prepare it in advance. So I guess kind of an open question is like, how do you, how do you navigate this space that, is I want to say fluid 
in a lot of ways. I'm I'm the type of person that's like I'm a planner, right? I want like everything mm-hmm. prepared, and that comes from anxiety. That's just like <laughs> I need to be as humanly you know prepared as possible right. or whatever it might be. But it's the nature of our projects and productions that like things pivot and they turn. And yeah. so how do you how do you navigate those spaces where you have to kind of readjust on the fly? Like readjust in the production world or when it comes to graphic animation and design kind of stuff? That's a, I, I could say it applies I, either to or, but whatever more, comes to mind. Yeah, for, you, I'm yeah. From, for me, I'd be, I'd be interested in like hearing a story about like crazy pivoting inside live action. Like, because I know it happens all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's the side. Yeah. <laughs> you always plan and you always have a schedule and marks and mm-hmm. you always try and do that. It just makes things run way smoother regardless of if you get those curveballs or not, which will happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does. It happens all the time. You just got to roll with it and you have to look at it as an opportunity instead mm. to get a different view of this thing or like have this unique thing happen, then you want to capture it. And that's just like, it, it, you can't plan for some of that stuff even. Right. Like it would cost so much money to sometimes plan for these things. Like if you're mm. filming on a railroad track and you need this guy to like pretend like he's leaving and shipping off, you're not going to hire a train <laughs> well, I mean, you can, but it costs you like so much money to yeah, some, yeah. some people do that, you know, but, mm-hmm. but if, if that train just happens to be rolling through the station at that time or leaving and your character is mm-hmm. either arriving or entering, like, uh, you know, that's value that you're rolling with and you're like, all right, audio is going to be total crap right now. Like we got to figure <laughs> this out. Like, and it's very right. like, like, ah, like, but you have to just remain <laughs> calm and mm-hmm. use it as an opportunity. I'm trying to rack my brain that's- on. That a makes, good story. No, they're they're boring really cool. stories. No, <laughs> no, no, no that's like, I, yeah. I imagine that probably happens when working with animals as well. Kind of going mm, back to the yeah. DJO thing. Like animals are unpredictable in terms so of like. Uh, here I thought of one. So, for live production at least, um, here's a drone one for you. Uh, so Ooh, I got no. hired. That's, okay, yes, we wanted to hear the drone yeah. stories. This we is like the best. The <laughs> this is like the best. One of the coolest projects I've worked on so far. I was hired to fly a drone for four days off of a small 18-foot boat off the shore of Cape Cod. And we were with Greg Skomel, who is the great white shark expert over there. And they are part of the Great White Shark Conservancy. And it was a special for Shark Week. And we were literally hunting these great white sharks, like not (laughs) killing them, but like we were tagging them. Um, And so we would have to get close enough to tag a shark and put a little beacon on them and we can mark and find them and you can just like go through this app and you see where they are and, it, and they installed buoys in the water to tell you exactly where they are. And so like when there are sharks coming close to the beaches, they can say, all right, everybody out of the water, like no big deal. We got Bertha coming through because they name all of them. And like, uh, <laughs> um, and so I was flying the drone for that. And it's, it's, it, some of the weather was just like very difficult to fly oh, in, especially yeah. on a boat that's just like oh, going up and down and all around. And we're it's yeah. a small boat and I'm flying a big drone because they wanted the higher quality. And it was like so intense, but so cool. Like <laughs> yeah. I was I was like four feet away from great white sharks and they're like <laughs> eating amazing. whales. Like there was a dead <laughs> whale one day and they were just like feasting <gasps> on it. We were having a field day like 
Wow. So, oh, wow. That's like, um, that's a once in a lifetime experience, yeah, right? Really, when you get to like yeah. experience that type of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. That's and amazing. so there was a whale that was floating off the shore and that was an example of like, oh my God, this doesn't happen very often. Right. And, wow. and they know as experts, like we got to get over there immediately before one news crews get there, before the whale watches get there. Mm. We got to stop what we're doing and get over there immediately. And we wow. literally like found a guy, hired his boat because it was like, we had to cut across the land part of it because we couldn't go all the way around because <laughs> it would take too long. So right. we got off the boat, crossed the land, hired this guy on the spot to drive us in a boat to this whale. And we got footage <laughs> all alone before the helicopters started coming over. Wow. And like, and That's we got like amazing. all these sharks just like, rah, like taking chomps out of this blubber. Wow. It was so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, this sounds like a, like a, that straight, poor whale. Oh, that well, sure. Like, whale. I, I was thinking about like a, it's, it's nature, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. nature. But I think nature. at this at the same time, it's like this reminds me for some reason of like a Fast and the Furious movie. Like we gotta get over there yeah. before yeah. You know, the time runs out. Like, to run out. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Oh, the whale's like my family. Oh, no. <laughs> oh the, the whale was dead. The whale was uh, already deceased. It was just. I don't floating. know, man. Oh, that's so it interesting. Could have been though. alive. Who knows? But yeah, what, what was, an interesting, <laughs> what an interesting experience, though. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of like just I think the the nature of like our our jobs can be so all over the place, right? Yeah. You can have all these types of different experiences with different people. You have awesome stories to share when you get home at the end of the day, or I guess when you get off of your chair at the end of the day if you work from <laughs> home like we do. <laughs> but it's it's very cool. So I'm, yeah. thank you for sharing. That's, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh, that's, sure. I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna top that with all. stories. But yeah, but yeah. Thank you so much for joining us in the interest of time. I think, I think yeah, we're that's good. fair. Yeah, we have. I, yeah. Well, last question: Where can people find yeah. you? How can they reach you if they want to be able to follow up and email you and say I have a video and then you ask or your questions? If they're gonna say like you know i'm missing a whale and i need to go find it my pet whale or more I, well, or the more, whales are uh, hard the sharks i can help you find there you <laughs> go. Right, right, right. yeah that's fair um, that's fair yeah the best yeah. place to contact me is on my website terrellproductions.com and i also use instagram a lot and facebook and it's the same thing just terrell productions right on there you can fill out my uh questionnaire if you'd like or you could just give me a call uh, and options. i'm happy to talk <laughs> yes yeah cool. that's awesome yeah cool, well thank you so yeah. much for taking the time this we was really awesome. really appreciate it yeah, this is a so lot much. of fun um and i hope we get to do another part two in the future yeah. so i'll definitely be in touch yeah that'd be fun thanks guys awesome thank cool. you all right see ya